Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us and starting your weekend here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. If you're going to be up here this weekend for a little MSU basketball, and it's definitely worth the stop. Definitely worth a stop to swing by one of Starkville's best local businesses, one of the, the the SEC's top stops. I mean, if you ask people who come here for other reasons, you know, national media stuff, they always say, hey, I always make a stop at Strange Brew. A lot of them still get that stuff shipped just like you can, too. You just go to their website, hit up the Shopify page, and bam, Strange Brew coffee delivered right to your door. But if you're lucky enough to live here in Starkville, well, then it's just a no-brainer to stop by, grab one of their great drinks, talk to one of their friendly brewistas, and get your day started with Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner, new year, new gear. It is time to get something new in the gear. Joel T. Coleman, I, I, I hate to, I hate to give away that you're actually a Mississippi State fan. No. I, I hate to do this. No. People might not believe it, but you are wearing a very sweet Mississippi State hat. It looks kind of new. Nobody's gonna people are gonna look at Joel and go, hey, nice hat. But if you walked in here with some crumbled down old banner M from the Croom era baseball, I'm going to say something to him. Don't be that guy. Get yourself some new gear. Don't be the guy your friends are poking fun of because you got a pink maroon polo. But if that's your style, if old is your style, you could probably get new old gear because, you know, you have the retro. You have the walking bully. They have the walking bulldog. My favorite retro thing that they have at College Corner is the baseball bully. They swing in the bat. Yeah. That is a fantastic logo. I wish MSU would use it a little bit more. But it's great, and they have all that stuff there. New year, new gear. Get to College Corner, two locations in Jackson to serve you, or you can just shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Advantage Business Systems wants 2021 to be your business's best year ever. It's going to start with an upgrade of technology around the office. it's no. There's no time left for old technology. Those days are over. You've got to let them go. You've got to upgrade and put yourself at the top of the line. And that's what Advantage Business Systems does for you. That's what they've been doing for businesses in this state for nearly 50 years, working exclusively here in the Magnolia State, working for, for places like, oh, I don't know, Mississippi State University. It sounds like a good plan to me. Call them today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Joel, mm-hmm. a little later in the show, for the first time in 2021, the first time in quite a while, actually, our one and only correspondent, Future Brian, will be on with us. He'll recap what happened at the hump Thursday night. Tell him I've got two words for him. Thank you. <laughs> He'll take care of the, the recap of Mississippi State Alabama women's basketball. We are going to talk football here. At the beginning of this show, we said we're going to start looking ahead to what year two of Mike Leach is going to look at. I think the best way to do that, Joel, and you can tell me if you disagree, we're not going to change the course of the show. You can just tell me you disagree. Okay. You can, you, We can play under protest, I guess, but we all know how that goes. 
I want to look at year two, from year one to year two, at Texas Tech and, Texas, and Washington State. I think that's the best possible starting point. I mean, that sounds like a fantastic idea to me. Fantastic. I said fantastic twice. Now we've done it again. It's like tentacles. We've, we've said it too many times. <laughs> uh, so year one at, at Texas, A&M, Texas Tech, I'm sorry. The first thing to consider with Texas Tech is this. He didn't take over a program that was just way down. Uh, you know, Spike Dykes left that program in pretty decent shape. They were 6-5 and five his last year there. He just retired. He just done coaching. So it, it's not like he came into a losing situation. Spike Leach, Dykes is a great name, by the great, way. It's a great coach's name, too. Yeah. I mean, if I say, hey, that's Spike Dykes, your first thought is, that's a coach. Yep. You know, it's just it just makes sense. So Leach at that time, I mean, he's the hot coordinator when they hired him, so on and so forth. So he goes seven and six uh, his first year uh, at Texas Tech. Looking at their stats, averaged about 295 yards passing per game and 66 yards per game, 67 yards per game on the ground. So a total of 362 yards uh, per game. Quarterback was a guy you might be familiar with, Cliff Kingsbury. Had some turnover problems his first year. 21 touchdowns to 17 picks. So that seems very familiar to Mississippi State. Um, now, they were a little more successful running the ball. They had a guy named Ricky Williams. Not that Ricky Williams. Another Ricky Williams. Who averaged, who, uh, that said, he only averaged three three and a half yards a carry. But he did rush for 421 yards. But they were a better running team than what Mississippi State was uh, in, 20, uh, in 2020. Looking ahead now to 2001, his second year there. They jumped from 362 yards per game to 419 yards per game. That's a 50, about a 50-yard, a bit 55-yard uh, increase. Basically, Joel, that's another touchdown. That should be more points on the board. That is a drive. Particularly if the turnovers were down a little bit. Which they were. Kingsbury went from, from 17 interceptions to 9. Uh, passing yards went up to 337 yards per game. Rushing yards went up to 82 yards per game. So and all across the board, more efficient, more yards, more touchdowns, and more. And he did throw more touchdowns and fewer turnovers in year two. It was a com- not a complete makeover in terms of wins and losses. Now they went seven and six his first year. They went seven and five his second year. But offensively, they were much better in in year two under Mike Leach. And I think it's only fair to expect that Mississippi State in twenty twenty one. Is going to get better. I, I can not feasibly sit here today and make any kind of argument to how this team would take a step back next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, could it happen? I mean, it's sports. We've seen some crazy crap happen. Yeah, I guess yeah. it could. But there is no argument you can make, I don't think, that has this team going anywhere but up. The right. question is simply, how far up? Right. And I don't know how, how to you know decipher that until we see it. But Correct. If you want to look way ahead for, for Mike Leach, year three at Texas Tech, uh, let's see. Let's, let's continue the projections. They went 9-5, and five, so they, they improved quite a bit on the win-loss record, and now, now they're at 488 yards per game. So in two years, they went from 362 to 488, 120 more yards a game. That is good for at least, you would think, two touchdowns and a field goal. So, I mean, this, that's real numbers. That's 17 points. Yeah. You know that you're probably adding to your score. Uh, they went to 388 yards passing and 99 yards, so basically 100 yards rushing a game. Kingsbury at this point, a three-year starter. If you want to talk about Will Rogers possibly being a three-year starter, he goes 47, 479 for 712. 
He completes 68% of his passes for 5,017 yards. He throws 45 touchdowns to 13 picks. Yeah. I mean, at that point, he's humming along. That, that's where I'm interested to see about this Mississippi State offense. Because, you know, I mean, we've had discussions already. We'll probably have more in the coming weeks and months. But, like, Sawyer Robertson coming in, Jack Abraham's in. I, isn't there a part of you that kind of just wants to let Will have the job so he can keep taking strides forward and maybe he can be like Cliff Kingsbury here yeah. and just just keep building on season after season after season as opposed to kind of starting over. And I know that may not be fair because, I mean, guys like Gardner Minshew went to Washington State and then year one just mm-hmm. lit it up. So yeah. who knows? But don't you feel like you're on a better track if the same guy that's been learning keeps taking those strides? That's the best case scenario, that, the start, that you hold on to your starter and he continues to improve year after year. By the time he's a junior or a senior, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the country. That's the best-case scenario. The problem for State is this, that Rodgers is just a freshman, and with everybody getting this extra year of eligibility... He'll be a freshman again. He's going to be a freshman again. And now you have Sawyer Robertson coming in. My guess is the addition of Jack Abraham and the addition of Daniel Greek allows you... There's there's no way Robertson shouldn't be able to redshirt next year. You know, you figure if worse comes to worse, Abraham's going to play, and you've got Greek there as well, so Robertson can get his four games and then call it a season. And then at that point, you know, Rodgers, let's just say it goes well, right? So Rodgers is, 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 a, is a junior. Robertson's a redshirt freshman. You know, the problem is this. I look at Will Rodgers. You no, know, Rodgers would be a sophomore. Well, I mean, yeah, but he's but in his yeah. third year. Yes. I think Rodgers can be a great quarterback in terms of this system. I hate the term system quarterback, but it does exist, especially in college. I don't see a guy who's leaving at the end of his junior year for the NFL in Will Rogers. So your question becomes, Can Will Sawyer Roberts, is he willing to wait until, what are we talking about here, 2024? Something like that. You know, to be the starting quarterback at Mississippi State. That's a tough question. You know, it's going to be, that's going to be, a, that's going to be a, a question. How, how much do you want to be coached by Mike Leach and play at Mississippi State? I don't know the answer to that. So you bring up an interesting question, but, one thing is for sure. I mean, it's, the, a, it's a way down the road question. Yeah. But it really does feel like at some point, yeah, either Rogers or Robertson will will go elsewhere. Doesn't it feel like? Yes. Because that's just the, the nature of the beast. No question. Because they're both good enough to start. Right. Points per game. State or sorry, Texas Tech went from twenty five point four uh, in two thousand. In two thousand one, they were up to thirty three point five. In two thousand two, they were up to thirty eight point four. So in two years, they added, like we just sort of said, 13 points per game. I mean, two touchdowns is a lot. Of, that's a lot of points, especially if, and you know, obviously, the defense. Let's see what it went from. It went from 21 points per game his first year, 23 points his second year, 31 points. So his defense got consistently worse. I don't see that happening here at Mississippi State either. because of the, the the kind of player states going to recruit. So. And if they maintain their defensive coordinator, that's another... I would be absolutely amazed if Zach Arnett is still the defensive coordinator here in 2022. Just feels like somebody... Somebody's going to... His stock is rising too high. It's just rising too high. If he has another good year, he's going to go somewhere. He could even get a head coaching job, maybe at a a group of five or something like that to start off. I don't know. Let's switch over to, to Washington State. Now, this is a program that Leach takes over. They had been bad. Bad for a number of years. Uh, in his first year, sort of si- very similar to Mississippi State this year, three and nine overall. They averaged twenty points per game, 
for reference, State averaged uh, 21 points per game. They averaged one point per game more. Um, statistically, 330 yards passing per game, only 29 yards rushing a game. They, they got everything in the air. Which uh, State did too, really, until the last couple games. Right. State's offense, when you look at it, yeah. I, they averaged this season 44 yards rushing per game. What an incredible statistic for Mississippi State. And that was heavily, heavily, heavily influenced That's by what, Missouri. I want to know what it was going into the Missouri game. After the Egg Bowl, yeah. I, I, I wonder if I can go. I, I could obviously go back and do the numbers. Well, divide done. nine by basically 200 because they only had two, about 209 yards. So, I mean, it's like 20 yards a game. Yeah, it was something like that. So it's very similar. Uh, they also played two quarterbacks a great deal uh, that year in Washington State, the first year. Uh, Jeff Toole and Connor Halliday combined for uh, just shy of 3,900 yards passing, uh, 23 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. Again, for reference, uh, it looks like Rodgers and Costello combined for just short of 30 or just over 3,200 yards passing. 17 touchdowns, and uh, that's 18 interceptions. Math. It's the enemy of us all. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, again, I'm not familiar enough with Washington State to know what happened there, but they obviously played both quarterbacks a lot. I mean, both quarterbacks threw for over threw over 291 passes. Costello threw 209 this year. Rodgers threw 346. Rodgers completed 69% of his passes. It's not my joke, but nice. I just want to see if you do it. All right, so that's that's year one of of Leach at uh, at Washington State. Twenty points per game, three hundred and fifty nine yards of total offense per game. Year two, they jumped. That's a big jump. Thirty one points per game. They jumped eleven points. Offense jumped. Uh, what do we say it was prior? Three fifty something. Three fifty to four twenty one. Rushing jumped up about thirty yards per game. Now I mean it's still only fifty three yards per game, which is not a ton. But it's a 30-yard increase. Passing went up to 368 yards. Connor Halliday takes full control of the offense at this point. Throws for 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns. He does throw 22 picks, which is part of, part of the reason they weren't very good. Uh, they were only 6-7 and seven overall. Uh, with that kind of offense, if you feel like if he could have cut those turnovers in half, he, they would have probably won two or three more games. Um, was I looking? Defensively that year, they were they were not good the year before. They were thirty. They giving up thirty four points per game. They still gave up thirty three points per game at Washington State. So again, just let's let's say that Mississippi State duplicates that number. Right? They go up to three hundred to four hundred and twenty one yards per game. They get the same number of touchdowns and even the same number of interceptions. And so they still turn the ball over a good deal. But MSU's defense won't be thirty. Won't be ninety seventh in scoring defense. If it's in the fifties. That's a team that's going to win eight or nine games. Feels right? like it. It feels it like makes it. sense, right? It, it, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and I, always in my mind, as we do these comparisons, mm-hmm. I have in the back of my mind, yeah, but is it different in the SEC? And right. I, I think the answer to that is not really that much because uh, we've talked about this before on the show, but like. You know, in the Pac-12, you have a school that is the premier Pac-12 school kind of deal. You know, what whether that's Oregon or whoever you want to say. I mean, there is an Alabama somewhat equivalent there. And, I mean, if you – I don't know who Michigan – or Mississippi State's 
equivalent would be in the Pac-12. Maybe it is Washington State. I don't know. But I guess what I'm saying is when you take that, and there's always going to be a, a right. school that equals That's this what I, school. People talked about his record versus Washington, and I always thought that was a bad comparison because Washington is the Alabama of the Pac-12. Yeah. And, you know, it's not a fair comparison. You know, you should compare his record against Oregon State or Cal. Those are teams that are more closely aligned to Ole Miss than is Washington. Yeah, um, you know, people in the rumblings always want us to take this SEC school and, you know, compare it to a, a you know, wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, take this SEC school and compare it to a Pac-12 school. Right. And, and there's always going to be some school there that kind of matches up a little bit. Right. And so I, I think you can a little bit take some of these numbers and, uh, you know, do what we're doing here and, and say that, you can kind of, what's the word, equate yeah. what you see up in the pack Compare. to here. Yeah. Compare, yeah. Now, full full disclosure, 2014 was a tough year for Leach. He, he regressed back to 3-9. and nine. He went 3-9, and 6-7, and 3-9. and nine. I The reason for that, from what I can tell, again, you know, I'm just sort of making doing educated guesses here, they were awful defensively. Defense, or offensively, they were pretty good. Still averaging about 32 points per game. Um, they averaged 517 yards. So he, in, in two seasons, he went from, what, 386 to 517. Offensively, they were very good. Connor Halliday and Luke, Hall, Luke Falk, again, sort of, you know, working together there. But they combined to throw 45 touchdowns to 18 picks, so they cut back on the turnovers. Uh, combined for about, let me see if I can do the math here. Well, they averaged 477 yards passing per game. That's a lot of yards. And rushing yards, they dropped back down. So they weren't as good running the football that year. But defensively, they gave up 38 points per game. So Just terrible. Again, though, that seems unlikely at Mississippi State. I mean, you're talking about two years from now, some of the guys you brought in this year, you still have a few, you know, I mean, I don't know what Nathan Pickering is going to do. He could still be on the team two years from now. Uh, you know, this is a good year defensively in the state of Mississippi. I think State will get some of those guys. All in all, though, Joel, it feels like, what Mike Leach has sort of professed and talked about, about you know year to year getting reps, so on and so forth. His his history does bear that out. Seems like there's something to it, doesn't it? Yeah, and and you got to remember too that something that he said a couple times over the course of the year. This is the most freshman he's ever played, I believe, too. Yeah, so he, I mean, he brought there, that there's up, that yeah. there's that too. I mean, not only should you improve. You should probably improve a lot mm-hmm. because th- these aren't juniors, you know, fine tuning some things. These are freshmen that can tend to take humongous leaps forward. So we'll, we'll see how all that works out. Yes, I'm just I'm looking right now because I, I just was curious. You, you were talking about them allowing 38 points a game or whatever it was, just for comparison's sake. I'm going back to 2016, Mississippi State. Yeah, I want to see what what old Peter Sermon allowed per game, points wise. Um, if I had to guess, I'm going to make a quick guess. It's going to be like 27 to 28 points per game. I don't know. That could be wrong, though. Opponents yep. averaged 31.8 points a game. Okay. So a full touchdown less. So Peter Sermon was a full touchdown better yeah. than, than the defense we just talked about. Exactly. And, Yeah. So again, that team went six and seven. By the way, they averaged thirty points per game. Now, I think part of that is, and you know, those I say it's going to get skewed. 
But at the same time, things get skewed because you scored the points. All right, You look at State that year, they scored uh, 47 on UMass, 56 on uh, Samford, and then they, they really beat up this hapless team at the end of the season who had one of the worst defensives I've ever seen and put up a double nickel on them. I think we all know who I'm talking about. So, And even in defeat, I mean, they scored 38 on Kentucky and lost. They scored 42 on uh, Arkansas and lost. So those are two games you feel like you should win. I mean, when you put 38 on the board, you should walk out a winner. you know. So, yeah, if State maintains defensively what it did this year and the Leach track record holds over the next two seasons, th- this team's going to win more than it loses. Oh, yeah. A lot more. I mean, I would, I would – like right now, if you, if you tell me that what happened in year one offensively at Tech and Washington State is going to happen next year at Mississippi State, and what happened at State last year defensively can be maintained, I would tell you that team probably goes 8-4. and four. And I think that's completely I think they would win their non-conference real. games, and they would beat Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Arkansas, and then Ole Miss, Auburn, Texas A&M. Is a, is there's, though they'd win one more. I mean, you beat LSU this year. You may beat them next year at home. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it, yeah. State, State, you could find an eighth win there. Yeah, State, uh, LSU, yeah you're right. I should, I should throw LSU in that mix. Um, State next year is a team that's it's going to be very interesting. I feel like they have a high ceiling next year, but they also have a low floor if things don't work. And they could be a team that you know goes four and eight. So you know, there's a, there's a big there's a big gap for me between well, the floor and the ceiling for State next year. Well, I just feel like that there's no way the team is worse next year. Like, I don't think that could even happen. I don't think it could either. But I don't think a lot of things can happen that happen all the time. Very true. Very. I mean, you know, that's I fair. didn't think a team that went to LSU and threw for 632 yards <laughs> and put 44 <laughs> points on the board the next week would only score 14 on Arkansas. That's true. But let's try to apply logic in a time in our lives when logic doesn't seem to apply. You no, know, you're right. Uh It doesn't seem like there's any way the team could be worse than they were this year. And they had chances to be better than four and seven this year. Right. Oh yeah. Absolutely they did. But just let let's let's just let the games play. All right. Yeah. I'll make my predictions. I'm not gonna stop making predictions. <laughs> but as far as locking anything in. Oh, I'm not locking anything in. Yeah. So all right. Let's move on over to women's basketball. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I don't know if you uh had a chance to go by Welcome Home Beef on Thursday, but you should have because they put on the food truck a pulled beef quesadilla. This thing looked tremendous. I love a quesadilla too. You know why? Meat and cheese. That's Brian Haydad's way. All right. I don't like I don't like all the accoutrements, as the French would say. <laughs> I don't need I don't need anything fancy. Just meat. Any, any sandwich or any anything. You always hold the veggies, don't you? It depends. I, it, Is there, I'll get jalapenos. Does that count? I don't know if a jalapeno is a veggie. I don't really like a lot of sauces. I don't want ketchup or mustard or mayonnaise or any of that stuff. I just want to taste the meat. And when it's Welcome Home Beef, it's the best meat you can taste. So, look at all the options you have at Welcome Home Beef. You can take home a steak and cook it yourself. You can get some of their ready-to-go meals that are already prepared up. The brisket, mac and cheese, the chili, the lasagna. They've got them all up there. Uh... Or you can just hit up the food truck and eat right there. Eat in the parking lot. Food tastes better in a parking lot. It's why tailgating is so popular. It's scientifically proven, Joel. So, head by there today. Call them at 
248-216-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com and find out what the, what you're going to be cooking this weekend with Welcome Home Beef. Whatever it is, I promise you one thing. It just tastes good. Let's go now to our one and only correspondent here on Thunder and Lightning, Future Brian. Thanks, guys. This is Future Brian reporting to you from the future. Mississippi State falls to Alabama 86-78 in a game the Bulldogs led by as many as uh, 11 points. State, again, you know, back-to-back nights, the men and the women uh, drop games they should have won. And when you look at the stat line, you're really going to think Mississippi State should have won. They shot better. Uh, they, they didn't turn the ball over very much. They got beat pretty bad on the boards. And that's really where this game turned for State. I, I thought that this was more of a, a hustle situation, an attitude, just the way they played. Uh, they didn't go after loose balls. They let Alabama sort of dictate the pace of play. When out State took a 11-point a, a lead into the uh, locker room at halftime, and it looked like they were way on top. Alabama came out, shot the ball really, really well in the second half, uh, shot at 58% in the second half to only 29% in the, uh, the first half. Uh, 11 three-pointers for them, also 17 of 21, but that was a, uh, from the line, that is a result of they were active getting to the basket. State over and over again settled for jump shots, especially Jessica Carter, 5 of 12 shooting for her. Uh, she's just settled for jump shots all night long. Rakia Jackson leads the Bulldogs with 15 points, but that was off the bench. Uh, Nikki McCray-Penson tried to, to mix things up tonight, gave Aaliyah Matharu and Madison Hayes their her, their first starts of the season, uh, and they both played pretty well. I thought Matharu, I said that, Matharu, I, I guess I was wrong. She was 2 of 8 shooting. Hayes, on the other hand, I thought played pretty well. 9 points, 4 rebounds, a couple of steals. She, she made a lot of, of good, gritty plays, but... Just, just a poor effort for Mississippi State. Really, really poor. And, and this is, you know, losing is one thing, but to lose the way they did tonight in, in, in terms of not – it just felt like the give a crap was not strong with Mississippi State, to paraphrase my cousin on Twitter. But, I mean, I, I agree with him 100%. Alabama hits five of their last seven shots. Again, State was getting some stops there at the end, but would turn the ball over foolishly. Rakia Jackson decided to go one on three and, and turns the ball over. Just not a good night for Mississippi State. And now you look at these next two games, Texas A&M, who they did lose tonight to LSU, but Texas A&M is one of the top teams in the country. And then the next game is against South Carolina. So, I mean, you've you've got some some big games coming up. You sort of needed this game. It felt like you had it in hand, but instead you, you're you outscored by 19 points in the second, the third, the third and, and fourth quarters. And Mississippi State walks away a loser. Again, the final score, 86-78. Bulldogs fall to 8-3 and three on the season. Um I can feel y'all, man. I can feel y'all starting to jump off the women's basketball train. It's only going to take a couple more losses, and nobody's going to care anymore. You know, people still sort of care about men's basketball the way you sort of care about, like, is your refrigerator light on? You know, like, you notice when it's out. You, you, you notice. You just, yeah, well, what's going on there? But, you know, it's not all the way investment. This is something that I feel that Mississippi State fans can give up pretty easily if, they, if, if the team is not winning. And, you know... They're not. They're not playing great right now. You know, they're not playing with that same effort. And this is the first game that I felt, yeah, Vic Schaefer would have won this game. Now I know they lost last year at Alabama. I know that, but the 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 lazy play, the lack of hustle, the lack of intensity. That's something I don't think Vic would have put up with uh, in this game. It, which is, you know, again, she tried to, Nikki McCarthy. She tried to mix it up. She tried to, you know, a new starting lineup, and it looked like it was working. And then in the second half, it just fell apart on her. Um, so a tough, tough loss for the Bulldogs, uh, and they've got tough games coming up. It's going to be a very tough stretch for them. I keep saying tough. I've done it again. 
Uh, Alabama, man, they, five, all five of their starters were in double figures. Uh, they just, they just, they just played better. You know, their their coach uh, made the comment after the game that you know, let's not talk. You know, it's not just that Mississippi State lost the game. It's it's you know, Alabama did things. She's right. Alabama played well. They shot the ball well when they had to. They made buckets when they had to, and they played with a lot of desire, a lot of hustle, a lot of intensity, and they just beat Mississippi State up in the second half. So, back-to-back games, men and women giving away double-digit leads in the in the second half of, of basketball games. That's a trend that cannot continue. Uh, we'll see what happens. Big weekend for for both teams. State hosts uh, Florida in men's basketball on Saturday. Women go to College Station and take on Texas A&M on Sunday. Speaking of Sunday, that's when uh, Joel and I will be back with you. Uh, we will. Uh, uh, that will be a late podcast. I'll just go ahead and tell you because the Saints are the late game, and well, that's just how that's going to have to work. Uh, so, back with you on Sunday evening, Monday morning. Uh, we'll continue to talk about uh, year two of Mike Leach. We're going to keep hitting a few of these. We'll do a couple of shows a week centered around that. We'll recap. Uh, obviously, this weekend's games and look ahead to the you know Tuesday night. Uh, Ole Miss comes to the hump for the men, so that's a that's a big game for for Ben Hallen. We're going to talk about why it's so big. I think that'll be probably uh, Tuesday's show. Uh, to be honest with you, we'll have the rumblings, we'll have some recruiting talk as things continue to, to go in that direction, and probably a whole lot more. So, guys, have a great uh, weekend. Joel and I'll be back with you in just a couple of days. For those two guys, for present Brian and Joel, I am future Brian. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.